0: Well, besides uh, discussing whether the Warriors have enough size to compete with the NBA elites, we're also going to break some news regarding Andre Iguodala on the show today. I've got Janelle Moore of Anscape joining me. We're going to talk about the Warriors' developmental system and whether or not they're still emphasizing it as much as they used to. I want to get Janelle's thoughts on how the Warriors have done this offseason. Let's get to it. This is Locked On Warriors.
1: You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast.
0: Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow Anscapes Janelle Moore on Twitter at Janelle12. Uh, You can follow me, Cyrus Sotzes on threads at Dogwild. I'm all on board on threads now that you can customize your home feed, so you can definitely catch me there. Uh, for all your Warriors content and information. Janelle, it's been a little while. How is your summer going? How are you? And before we get into the Warriors, promote your podcast as well. You are you have joined the podcast landscape. Promote away and tell everyone, myself included, how is life treating you?
1: Everything is fine. Everything is fine on my end. Um, my podcast is called The Post Game, and this isn't really my first foray into podcasting. Uh, this is just my latest, and... You know, I'm still trying to do things the right way, and it's it's coming along.
0: Cool. All right, and, and well, you had a what you've had a few shows. Um, I don't know if it was the most recent show or the one before that, but it was it covered a fascinating topic. Uh, can you remind me, like, what you've been covering recently, so that I can it can jar my head? You you had it. It was what were your, what have been some of the topics on your show recently? Because one of them was really awesome. I can't remember what it was though.
1: I started out with. The Warriors, and that was before the CP3 trade. I had uh, Marcus Thompson on my show. And nice. I, I had one about toxic sports parents. I had a two-part episode.
0: Yes, that was the one I was thinking of. Because t- sports parents are toxic. What Did you learn anything
1: new from that episode? Uh, a little bit, you know, about the whys. Why they are toxic and... Um, you know, and some of it comes from a well-meaning place, but a lot of it just goes overboard. Um, nothing that I haven't known. I mean, some some things that I've I've known, but you know, it was an interesting show. And I was start and I was starting a series on the WNBA until uh Draymond's comments and a couple of people wanted to get on and talked about it and i had a round table and now i'm free to do my w stuff
0: there you go that's good well what do we start there janelle what are your thoughts on, on draymond green he, he's had an interesting summer he uh publicly commented unnecessarily about uh you know his his relationship his feelings with when it comes to jordan Poole. uh he revealed his thoughts uh in terms of chris paul saying the animosity we saw on the court was very real but they're teammates now and that's all in the past what what are your thoughts on Draymond? Are you are you, are, and and what, let's I guess more specifically maybe his comments on Jordan Poole. I, I mean, were you were you as annoyed as a lot of people were that he went public with these comments? Take it away.
1: I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed with the comments. I'm annoyed with rehashing this incident altogether. If he wanted to keep it in the past, he could have declined commenting on Pat Biff's show.
0: Right, right.
1: But he didn't, so he. He wants to keep that going for whatever reason, but it's counterproductive. And we're supposed to be moving on to another season. You can't let that stuff linger. That's what most of the problem was during this past season. And now that he's talking about CP3, either he air out what he needs to air out with CP3 and move on or just don't say anything at all. Right. That's kind of hard for him to not say anything at all. What are your thoughts on
0: Chris Paul coming to the Warriors? Are you do you like the move? Uh, do you not? What are your what are your feelings on Chris Paul being uh, on the Warriors?
1: At first, I was shocked, but now I'm over it.
0: <laughs> shocked, good or shocked, bad?
1: Just shocked. Just shocked. I mean, I don't really have. I, I mean, I, I'm. I was curious about it, about how the fit would work, but. Peeling back some of the layers, I know that it was it's more or less like a, a salary thing and trying to get under that second April. But I'm curious to know. And I mean, I know in theory why it, it may work, but you know, the caveat here is his health and his age.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you know, um we
1: gotta wait and see on.
0: No, totally agree. Uh, You know, Steve Kerr was on um, ESPN earlier today. We can't play ESPN content on this show. Um, But the the gist of it was, you know, they they asked him, for example, about that 2018 incident where Kerr and Chris Paul were exchanging friendly barbs during a game. And then when Kerr turned around, Chris Paul just did his little gesture like he wasn't having any of it. Uh, You know, there there was not Chris Paul, like from that incident, revealed that, that he was not cool with Kerr. He was not having fun with it, unlike Steve Kerr uh, seemed like he was having. Kerr revealed on this show that they were uh, having fun and joshing about um, traveling. Uh, And then he also said that, you know, back in his day, him and Reggie Miller used to hate each other until they became colleagues at TNT and they became friends. And he feels like the relationship will take a similar course uh, uh, with Chris Paul coming to the Warriors and all that past animosity is going to be cast aside. What do you... I mean, there I don't think there's a lot revealed in that interview. Kerr's currently like leading the 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 summer, the the FIBA summer team, um which is gearing up for next year's Summer Olympics. The roster for this year's team is gonna be way different than what we see next year. Um, but what are your thoughts on Steve Kerr? He's been under the the microscope, and I think rightfully so. I, I, I feel like a lot of what happened last year he did not take any accountability for. um he He clearly won this this proxy war behind the scenes with, Bob Myers. I mean, he, he won, he's the coach and things are going his way. What are your thoughts on Steve Kerr? Are you happy with him? Like, uh, do do you, do you think he deserves some criticism for last year? Give us your thoughts on Steve Kerr, please.
1: He does deserve some criticism for some things that happened last year. I mean, me personally, I criticize Kerr on hit on what he's, needs to be criticized on. I mean, you know, with his coaching and, and his decision and his rotations, and he did drop the ball in his rotations, he dropped the ball and trying to patch the team together. So he does deserve some heat, even though those four chips gave him some catch, but he deserves some heat as well.
0: Absolutely. I-, I totally agree with you. Um, I, I, the, One time, you know, you wrote a piece for the San Jose Mercury news and I'm still so happy for you, Janelle, that, uh, that gig, even though, like, you know, we've talked a lot off the air, we've talked a little bit on the air about how that paper just doesn't didn't have a lot of money. They they couldn't keep you on and pay you. But it fortunately trans, translated to this gig you have with Anscape, part of ESPN. I'm really happy for you. And, and, and toward the end of the show, let's promote everything you're working on uh, with there. But you wrote this great piece for the San Jose Mercury News um, pertaining to Santa Cruz and pertaining to the investments the team has made on the developmental side. Uh, Joe Lacob has boasted publicly about how much money they've invested, how much personnel they've invested. But then this last summer, um, they've kind of reeled it back a little bit. Uh, there was a little, there's a story where they've kind of, I think they've cut back on, on staff. Uh, they've cut back on the investment. You look at the roster of the Warriors, and there is really not a lot of youth on there. It's mostly a, a veteran-based squad. Um, I, I don't know if you followed up on that piece, but based on what you know, I mean, you, you did some research. You're familiar with the Santa Cruz de- developmental system. Um, do you see the team still investing in it? Do you feel like the team is over it? What are your thoughts on Santa Cruz and the Warriors' development of their younger players?
1: I believe that they're going to invest as much as they need to invest in it. And I say that because now they have a chance to develop normally. I mean, in terms of, you know, two two talents at a time instead of uh, half a roster full of kids. Right. So so it's right for them to scale back a little bit. But what I'm curious about is, you know, wings being moved up from Santa Cruz to Golden State. Correct. How that's going to, how that's going to work for this year?
0: Yeah, I had Kevin Dan on the show recently, and he praised the move. Um, I, I similarly like it. I, I like Chris Weems as a person. I, I forgot completely he was on those Stanford teams. So he's got barrier roots. He's been with this organization for a while. Um, do you like? Do you are you are you taking a wait and see approach on Chris Weems? Do you have any thoughts on him right now?
1: I'm taking a wait and see approach with Weems and and how they're going to develop the remaining kids on the roster, you know, you just have to wait and see about that. And, and that's something to watch.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah. I mean, I I think you and I were on the same page about the assistant coaches really being disappointing last year. Um, You know, John Mamala was one of the two top assistants alongside Kenny Atkinson. He took a job in Toronto uh, to be closer to his family. Um Chris Weems replaces Jama Malalela, but Kenny Atkinson's still there. He frustrated me. When we come back, I want to know your thoughts on Kenny Atkinson. Um I'm obviously we're gonna get to the chat as well if you have any specific questions. Um, but but uh, one specific question I have for you, Janelle, when we come back, is I'd love to know what your thoughts are on whether or not the Warriors failed James Wiseman whether you think James Wiseman is just not that good of a player. I would love to know what you think about James Wiseman and whether or not um, the Warriors screwed up there or or whether it was just something that was a really helpless situation. Um, So I would love to get your thoughts on James Wiseman and a whole lot more. There's also some Andre Iguodala news. People in the chat are talking about uh, Jordan Poole uh, working out with Steph and Clay and a bunch of other players. We'll talk about that and so much more in just a moment. Got to give some love to uh, one of our sponsors here at Locked On Warriors, and that's Ibotta. And uh, look, Ibotta is one of those awesome sponsors because it can help you out immediately. It's all about saving money. Um, Janelle, are you familiar with Ibotta? Have you ever used it yourself or heard of it?
1: Yeah, I tried using it at my local grocery stores and it uh, didn't save me quite a lot.
0: It didn't or did? It didn't. Oh, did? Good. Yeah, that's what they're all about. No, it did not. Um, Oh, didn't
1: it? Did not it, it? Did not save me? Not worth a dime. That's I, I spent over three hundred dollars in the grocery store when I used it.
0: And how much did you save?
1: Literally nothing.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, that's not helping with this ad read. Well, look, I hopefully you at least saved something, and and I haven't tried a body yet. You've got me curious. Part of my my problem with uh, an app like I bought it is I'm I'm mostly getting delivery services for my. Groceries, but I I got to try a I bought it out myself now. Uh, but Chanel, I'm sorry you did not save what you were hoping for. But the, but look, no, you're, but, you're all and and sh- that's
1: not on them because some of the most of the things that I planned to get on that day, they didn't have anything to any offers or anything like that. It's, and especially the stores.
0: Gotcha. Okay, so it so it just was a day where okay. Well, regardless, um, hopefully ibotta will save you money um that's the whole premise you go shopping you use the ibotta app and if the items you buy are part of what ibotta is saving you money for you're going to get money back whether you're picking up burgers and hot dogs for that summer barbecue um whether you're going out there shopping for clothes um the average ibotta user earns 120 dollars per year i mean if you use Ibotta for a whole year, you're going to get basically one free shopping trip per year just by using this app. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you're getting real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account. Um, you can cash it out to PayPal or gift cards. Right now, Ibotta is offering your listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta. Can't hurt to try it. All you got to do is just go try it, but make sure you use the code LOCKED when you register. That's L-O-C-K-E-D. Just go to the App Store, go to the Google Play Store if you're an Android user and download the free Ibotta app and use the code LOCKED. That's L O C K E D. That's Ibotta, I B O T T A, in the Google Play or App Store and use the code LOCKED, L O C K E D.
1: You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Thank you for making locked on warriors your first listen every day every dayers tomorrow on the show um we might have jack winter he's been on this program before uh, part of clutch points he's the warriors beat reporter there been a little while since i've had him on it's a summer of guests i'm all about booking guests for the show and coming up in the near future rick Bucher is going to join the program of fox sports and we have a warriors assistant coach joining the program that individual is currently on vacation as soon as they come back they will be part of Locked On, but right now I got Janelle Moore of Antscape. Antscape, part of ESPN. You can follow her on Twitter at Janelle12. You can follow her on Threads at Writer Diva. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I love that. I love that handle. By the way, uh, kudos for for scoring that. I think that was your Instagram handle originally. Yeah, uh, it, is,
1: and it still is.
0: Uh, there you go, and you can follow Janelle on, on Instagram as well at Writer uh, Diva. Um, so uh james wiseman and in the chat right here a few people uh, uh commented jill espina for example wrote on um, that kerr failed wiseman um other people are agreeing with that Z- uh, zach schmelis is writing that you can't blame wiseman when he didn't pick himself but the warriors totally botched the whole situation um what are your oh and miss tay's uh saying hello by the way from the pull-up podcast hello miss tay janelle what are your thoughts like like James Wiseman, this was the number two pick in the draft, and they have nothing to show for it. I think it remains to be seen whether or not James Wiseman is actually going to be um, a a regular player in the NBA. He's certainly trying to prove himself right now. Um, And Ernie Hernandez writes, Kerr failed Wiseman, Kaminga, and Moody last season. Daniel Reed adding that Kerr is bad at developing players. What are your thoughts, Janelle, on the whole Wiseman thing? I'm just curious because, look, it's in the past, but... Look, history is there for a reason. You don't want to repeat mistakes. You want to learn from it. Um, What did you learn from it, Janelle?
1: I learned that um, I think that, well, Kurt did not put James Wiseman or any of these kids in real solid positions to succeed. I say that much. But on, on the other hand, Wiseman has been dealt a bad hand that doesn't really have anything to do with the Warriors because um he he's not he did he came out of Memphis at, at really wrong mm-hmm. he just had like maybe a sip of Gatorade in college mm-hmm. okay. and that's not enough to amount to anything and plus he had COVID he had injuries and it's, it's kind of hard to Continue where you left off or to gain any traction when you had all of those factors. Absolutely. Then combined with trying to fit yourself into a system that really doesn't put, your, put you in a better position to win and right. trying to play how they would want you to play. And, and it's kind of tough to pick up. It was just a bad situation all around. I hear you. Wiseman is the kind of player that wants to score. He wants to back down in the post. He doesn't want to run split action. And that's what the Warriors more than likely wanted him to do. And he, he just wasn't that. And, you know, it's just ancient history at this point. Kerr, absolutely Kerr screwed up in development but Wiseman was just too raw
0: yeah yeah so he, that's, he, so that's
1: where I met with it
0: you're absolutely right I, and i part of the reason why i thought of Wiseman is i i, I heard this clip the other day uh, i forgot where i saw it but it was a, it was a soundbite of Bob Myers talking about Wiseman and 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 it included this highlight package of Wiseman playing his rookie year he was actually a good player his rookie year and and part of that I think was that they simplified things, they just let him play. And you saw that when you're not running Kerr's complex split action, uh, you know, motion heavy offense, that Wiseman could play, but it, it was too much for him. You know, I saw this criticism we both did about Wiseman's hands and how he oftentimes would fumble the ball. He didn't have that issue as rookie year. I mean, these are things that like got to his head, and, and I'm and I'm totally with you that just they did a piss poor job uh, developing him. Speaking of that split action. Uh, you know, and, and Steve Kerr likes to run that offense. I, I'm seeing a lot of other coaches starting to run it now, too. It is not uh, just strictly a Warriors offense, um, but Chris Paul has not run the split action. Chris Paul is a very uh, a traditional pick and roll style player. Um, he has a high usage rate as a player. He doesn't he doesn't typically play off the ball that much. How do you see that? playing out like I I know we're all just guessing here but if you if you have to guess which is what I'm asking you to do how would you guess this is going to play out is Chris Paul going to adjust his game at 38 um is Steve Kerr gonna kind of you know ease up a bit with Paul and just let him run the offense he's most accustomed to how do you see that playing out
1: in order for for this whole thing to work I think both sides have to um not be so rigid in their ways and that's going to be tough because Kerr isn't rigid in his ways I mean and why would he be because nine years four championships and CP3 be it being in year 18 that's going to be tough but it, it can be done and I'm interested to see how it's going to be done and the reason why this move is intriguing is because it will ncp3 it will give the warriors something that they haven't had since sean Livingston, and that's someone that can stabilize whatever unit he's in
0: absolutely
1: all, and second of all it can kind of help them ease up on the turnovers
0: yeah i heard kerr mention that on his espn appearance today that the warriors were Second to last in the NBA in turnovers, um, and, and that Chris Paul could shore that up. I mean, obviously, the difference between Chris Paul and Sean Livingston is eight inches, uh, so you're not going to get that same height that you had with Livingston, but but
1: the, but the point here is steadying the second unit,
0: right? Right, and,
1: and winning those non stiff minutes.
0: You're absolutely right. Um, Janelle, do you agree or disagree with, with uh, my notion, which I, which I've been saying and, and I believe strongly, you know, like when it comes to Predictions people will have on my prediction for the Warriors next year, and I feel strongly about this. Is it's good. You're going to see one of two things. Either you're going to see uh, a time machine 10 years back where the Warriors are going to turn into the Los Angeles Lakers, a team that thought they could uh, you know, still contend with the 38 year old Steve Nash uh, with a Dwight Howard, who was clearly not a good fit for that Lakers team, um, or or you're going to see the Warriors turn into the 2013 San Antonio Spurs. And I think that scenario is going to involve Jonathan Kaminga taking a huge leap this year. I think even Moses Moody is going to have to take a substantial leap. But if those players do take a leap, this Warriors team is as good as anybody. Um, so to me, it's one of those two paths that this team's going to go down. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I think it's neither. This okay. is the 2024 Warriors. And I get it the Laker, the Lakers and the Spurs, those inclinations of those two teams are a blueprint. But again, the war, I mean, what works for one team doesn't work for the other. And you can't really can as far I start with the Spurs. The Spurs, you can't really compare Kaminga to a Kawhi leonard i mean the potential is there but potential means you ain't doing jack right now right what the difference between kaminga and Kawhi is Kaminga what is more raw Kawhi played at san diego state and he was more of a finished product and that's how he was able to fit into pop system so seamlessly kaminga has a way to go, and I think he knows that. And what I would like to see him take a leap in is his rebounding and his defensive awareness. If he could get those two things down, Kerr will play him more, right?
0: Do you think it's fair, though, of Kaminga that those two things are what he's going to have to improve on in order for Kerr to play him, given that's not really who he was coming out of uh, when he was drafted?
1: But see, that's not the point. When you're drafted to a team, it's all about acclimation. The NBA is about acclimation. All of these guys were probably the man in their high school, Mr. Basketball and all of that.
0: A lot more, yes.
1: At each level, you have to adapt to college if if they're going to college and they have to adapt to the needs of their team. In the pros, that's how they get the playing time, that's how they have longevity in the game. So it doesn't matter what Kaminga has done with Ignite, it matters what how he could fit into the Warriors scheme now.
0: Do you think that same um expectation applies to Victor Wambanyama? Yeah, it does. Okay, so. So Victor Wambanyame does not adjust his game and get Popovich what he wants.
1: But then again, you know that Pop, you know that Web, Webby is going to start. He's he's going he's going to start. I mean, and they plan on building around him. Different players, different scenarios. Right. You can't compare Webby to a, a third year Kaminga. For- well, I,
0: I make the comparison because Kaminga coming out of high school slash his one year at G League Unite was almost that good. I mean, it depends on the draft. Like if Kaminga came out in 2020, he would have been the number one pick. He would have been picked ahead of Anthony Edwards. So so that's, that's where I'm going here with this. Kaminga is that good of a player in terms of talent. Where to be treated like a role player, to be treated like an individual well, who-
1: as long as Stephen Curry's on that team and Clay Thompson is on that team, he is a role player. So he <laughs> will have to adapt. Adapt or or the, or get dealt.
0: Why? Um, but why does he have why just because Steph and Claire are on the team, does he have to be a role player? They can't they can't have three stars.
1: Well, he, he's gonna have to do what Whatever Kerr wants him to. I, I don't doubt that. That requires him to, to get this playing time that he deserves.
0: I don't disagree with that. My, my question is, do you think it's fair of Kerr to put those kinds of expectations on Kaminga when you might not be seeing that kind of expectation? Like, you didn't see that kind of expectation from Clay Thompson when he was drafted in 2011. He was just out there shooting. He was just out there playing. And he got time. And 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 he had a leash. I don't see that same patience. I don't see that same you because, know give
1: because the scenarios and the circumstances are different. When Clay was going through his process of progression, it was with Mark Jackson right. And at that time, they were building something. The difference here is is that the warriors are in contention of championships. That's the difference. So possibly the, yeah, the possibly. circumstances are different and the pressure is different.
0: Yeah, we I mean we like to hope that they're competing for championships. I like I said, I bring up those two teams because there is a very strong possibility, Janelle. And I and I and I see a lot of people being optimistic. There's nothing wrong with optimism, but I like to live in reality a little bit. And, and the reality of, of this Warriors team is they're still old as dirt. They're still incredibly small, even with the Dario Saric edition, even with Trace Jackson Davis. And old and small does not translate to success in the NBA. There is a very strong possibility this Chris Paul thing doesn't work out where he might even get traded. There's a strong possibility Clay's regression continues and he's a shell of the player he was. I, I like, I like there is a worst-case scenario here that's ugly. And, and that's where like I, I take issue with like. This approach that Kaminga has to like just fit this mold of a role player, I, I it it kind of drives me wild that this is where what he has to deal with. I mean, this is an individual who was drafted out of college. I, let me ask you this, Jonathan Kaminga. You know, you say he's he's much more raw than than Kawhi Leonard was, right? Kawhi Leonard, a, a mid round, first round pick. Uh, you know, the Spurs won the title in Kawhi Leonard's third year. This is now Kaminga's third year, but you're saying he's much more raw. I do agree with that. But at what point? How many years do you think? um Should the Warriors fan base wait? How how long do you think the NBA should wait before Raw turns into Let's see this already. Like 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 what's 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 your what's your leash with Kaminga? In terms okay. of what we should expect greatness from him,
1: my leash is maybe about a couple more. It depends on whether or not he gets traded eventually. All right. That's where i met with it. Okay. <laughs> Do you think well, it, depends is- what, it depends on what team he ends up with. It, he, it might not happen with the Warriors. It Possible. might not happen with them. If, if, they, if he ended up getting traded, we'll just have to wait and see. But, you know, if, if he don't get it by, I would say, at least his fifth year in the league, he won't, all right?
0: All right, well, let me ask you this then. I, my, fr- I believe this very strongly, that if Jonathan Kaminga is not given a guaranteed role where he's playing 25 minutes plus a night, regardless of how he plays, meaning he's actually given a leash to play through his mistakes and develops into a star player this year. If that doesn't happen, if Kaminga is more of a project this year than a polished player, the Warriors have no chance of winning the world championship. I do believe that very strongly.
1: Well, I agree there because I believe that he is one of the X factors going into the season. Agreed. If not the X factor.
0: Agreed. Um, do you think the Warriors are big enough? They still have a 14th roster spot they have to fill. Um, Lester Quinones, uh, from what I've heard, Anthony Slater reported this, by the way, a day after I reported it on the show, uh, that he's got the inside track to, to get the 14th roster spot. Um, it seems unlikely the Warriors are going to fill the 15th roster spot. I maintain strongly this team is still way too small uh, to go up against the likes of the Denver Nuggets, the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, you know, even the Phoenix Suns. Um, do you? What do you think the Warriors should do with that 14th roster spot? There's some names out there that they could use to, to get a bigger player. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on what they should do?
1: They're going to probably do what they've always have done. They'll, they won't fill that roster, that roster spot right away. It will probably be filled during... Either the trade deadline or the buyout market. And I do believe that they are too small as constructed.
0: So, who are you liking for that 14th spot? Do you think, or like, I mean, do you, I guess that's a, there's two different questions there. Let me, and I'll ask both of those. What do you think they're going to do? And what would you personally like them to do with that 14th roster spot?
1: I would like for them to get, and this is going to sound like a pipe dream at this point and with the i mean with the current circumstances i mean who is out there i I want i want at least a wing or a stretch four not a center yeah you want size right
0: that's what yeah but i'm saying yeah so so what, so, but you're saying either a stretch four or a wing. So you you wouldn't want a center.
1: I wouldn't want a center, but who's out there? Well, let's say hypothetically,
0: Javale McGee is bought out and becomes available. Um, well, let's say JaVale, Biznack-
1: Well, that that would now you're talking. If if he is bought out by Dallas, sure. sure. What
0: about Christian Wood? Lucky, Lucky Trace who's just been hating on me and on the chat I'm reading all your crap but I'm letting you l- carry on. But uh l- Lucky Trace uh is is uh actually it wasn't Lucky Trace. It was the bunch of V's who wrote that I'm still looking at Christian Wood. Um I like Christian Wood, but do you, would Christian Wood excite you or no. um do you think do you think that the because he put up good numbers last year. He shot 37%. There's
1: a reason why he hasn't been signed yet.
0: Fair. But could could that reason possibly be that he wants more than a veteran minimum, and he's waiting out for that, or do you think it's his personality?
1: If he, he wants to be in the league and active in the league, he'll take a vet man. All the, right. He'll take it or sit out a year or go overseas like some other people.
0: That's what he might have to end up doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I It's just crazy to me because you look at Christian Wood's stats last year. He put up, what, like 16, 17 points a game. I think he had uh, or maybe it was 14, but it was somewhere in the in the in the in that 15 range. Double digits certainly he was he was grabbing seven rebounds for game. He shot 37% from three. I think he was 52% from the field. Uh the one negative statistically for Christian Wood would be his, his net rating. I think he was a minus 1.3 or something like that. Um, but it, it's crazy to me. He's just sitting out there. I mean, I mean, in terms of talent, he's got it. I mean, there's some what about uh Kelly Oubre? He's still out there. Is that is that someone he would not want no. uh, coming back to the Warriors? Hell, hell no, hell,
1: hell no, hell no. Are you kidding me?
0: I'm not kidding you. He the Warriors took a, a roll on him once.
1: <laughs> Never make the same mistake twice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like it. I like it. All right, so uh, some new, some. New, <laughs> no, I, I love strong opinions. Uh, you know the the uh, Monty Pool reported today that uh, he well. It, he teased that in an interview he conducted with uh, Mike Dunleavy that I guess is going to be coming out next week on NBC sports Bay area that uh, the, the name Andre Iguodala was brought up and Mike Dunleavy jr. Feels that uh, Andre Iguodala will not be coming back. Um, So the, the the chatter about maybe Iggy taking that 14th roster spot. um, He did shoot that down. Um, So it's looking like Andre Iguodala, even though he's not going to officially retire is a retired player. Um, your reaction to that news, Janelle?
1: That's not surprising.
0: Yeah.
1: And Andre, I mean, I, I get it. You, you want to have that vet presence, but that roster spot that he's holding, respectfully, you know, that that needs to be for somebody that's that can play and that's dependable. Absolutely. Respectfully, of course, because, you know, he's been injured. And right now, at his age, and the level he's at in his career, you, one might wonder when is enough enough? <laughs> I mean, laughing, and I'm I'm being serious. I mean, I know you
0: are. It's funny, you're serious and funny at the same time. I
1: he got, he got he got all of these business investments. He have a lot of things that's going on that doesn't really involve basketball, and I don't even believe he wants to be. An assistant, or in the front office, I think he would want to focus on his venture capitalist endeavors. Right. His Point Four podcast, which when you listen to it, you know, it's it's beyond the lines. Point Four means something different. I mean, it's it's more than just his position in basketball. Is is beyond it's a
0: metaphor, it's a metaphor. Sure. absolutely by the way you're getting a lot of love in the chat like like people want you back here here's the thing just to let people know by the way the lat the previous platform that we use for our, our, our locked on studio uh we couldn't get janelle on the show live so like every show i was doing post game warriors which had, which those have to be live um, almost every show I do now is live. Like we couldn't get you on Janelle because for some reason, like your computer didn't work with that previous uh, platform we were using, and now you can. Um, so for the folks out there clamoring, as long as Janelle wants to come on the show, I will invite you. <laughs> you're you're always welcome.
1: It's it's not my computer. I think it's my browser because it had me to go to Firefox. I'm I'm on Apple and Safari don't work well with Streamyard. I think Safari don't work with StreamYard, so I'm in a Firefox browser. Uh, browser. So that's gotcha. It.
0: There, there you go. I, and Although I want to address this in the chat real fast, uh, John. I, I I'll try to pronounce your last name. Alawazian. John Alawazian writes that Kawhi Leonard's job was to defend, 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 and hit the open shot. I think that's that's a little that's doing a little disservice to Kawhi. He was a he was a great player. By his third season, um, he was contributing more than just playing defense. You're right that he was an exemplary defender. He won Defensive Player of the Year for two years in a row, I think in 15 and 16. You're absolutely right, but I I don't agree with the premise that Kawhi Leonard was just fitting a role on that team. He he was he was doing it all. I, I and, if, and we can agree to disagree on that. Um, Janelle, what are you working on with Anscape these days? We got to re- go here We're up against the clock, but let people know what they can read. Uh, what are you writing these days? Anscape's a fantastic platform. I cannot. Emphasize how happy I am for you. What are you working on this season?
1: Well, I just finished up a story about a 90-year-old man who owns a golf shop in the Bay Area. It's called the Dog Leg. And um, he, he fought Jim Crow in segregation and taught himself how to play golf and became and eventually became a craftsman and he had his shop in the, i think it's the Side district i know ingleside district of san francisco for almost 30 years that was my latest all right and, and i'm i'm working on whatever i come up with
0: all right well let me know I, if you ever let want me on your show
1: you can yeah. for football fans i mean i know most of y'all are niner fans but you've got um
0: Damn right got,
1: um steve Wilkes and christian mccaffrey and sam Darnold. so to me y'all are the San carolina 49 panthers <laughs> well anyway um i work for keep i mean carolina blitz uh right for the about the panthers for them right i got uh, done with training well not done with training camp because i'm going next week but i've been to training camp monday so i am um, that's what i'm working on now and trying to get some nba content trying to get back into that all
0: right well and again follow janelle on twitter at janelle 12 uh you got the new podcast going you got you, you, the, the gig at anscape you're you're killing it let me know oh, if you're
1: oh, oh, i see this comment things said take sammy dimes back please no that's no, you're on your own right there.
0: <laughs> All right, we got to run.
1: We're um, now
0: <laughs> we're, we're up against it. Sorry. I've, I got a time limit otherwise locked on, so it's getting upset at me. Thank you so much, Janelle, as always, for coming on. Um, we'll get you back on soon. Now that we can do this live, uh, maybe we'll plan for a longer show for the next time. But Janelle, you rule. Um, let me know if you ever want me on your podcast. Say, say, say the word. I'll come on, okay? All
1: right, cool. Um, All right. And y'all can catch... My podcast called The Post Game, uh, I'll be talking about issues beyond sports. It could be NBA, WNBA, NFL, whatever. If, if there's an interesting story beyond the, the game, I'm there.
0: Beautiful. There you go. And, and one more time, follow Janelle on Twitter at Janelle12. Follow her on threads at Diva um you can follow me on threads as well uh, at dog wild janelle thank you so much it is always a pleasure good to see you it had been way too long um and yeah let's do this again soon if you're if you're up for it and we yeah. now have the technology thank you folks janelle thank you thank you Bam. good stuff
1: that was a good